Hey y'all, it's me again, Bonnie Violet. I just wanted to take a second and thank my Patreon members. Patreon members are folks who contribute on a monthly basis, anywhere from $3 to $150 a month to support the work of a queer chaplain. Big shout out to Victoria Thompson, Jason Brandt, Brandon Stanton, Kim Silva, Brandy McCarg, Randy Sandnot, Bob Kaiser, Joey Heckmeister, Violet Rhiannon, Gabriel, Jonathan, Patrick and Todd Atkins Whitley. Thank you so much for your continued contributions. And if you're interested in joining the Patreon, just check the link in the description. Go to patreon.com forward slash Bonnie Violet. Thanks so much. Bye bye. Hi there, how's it going? Bonnie Violet here. I am a transgender queer spiritual drag artist and digital chaplain, and you have found yourself at Say Something Sunday. This is the time of the week when I just take some time uh, to say something that's on my mind or something that's been on my mind in the past or just whatever it is I feel like uh, saying this week. So hi, Charlie. I saw that you are on here and thanks for saying hello. Glad you could join me this evening. Um, for folks, yeah, like I just want to get right in there, you know, and uh, talk about it. Tonight I was wanted to talk a little bit about um, my inheritance, um, which sounds all, um, I don't know, it sounds, mm, it sounds bougie. I don't know if bougie is the right word, but it sounds like, to me, I think of money and property and that sort of thing initially um, when I hear those terms, but um, for me, it's, it's a, and I think for all of us, it's, it's more than that. Like, what is it that, um, what is it that we inherited? What is it that was passed down to us or given to us uh, by the people who came before? Um, and I think this evening I'm going to focus a little bit just kind of on family and my relationship with that. Um, well, yeah, let's, I mean, it's all connected, right? So um, with inheritance, I would say when I was young um, and I was growing up in, uh, you know, rural Idaho in a small town with my with my family. And um, I think as kids sometimes do, or young people, or what I found myself was oftentimes I, I was embarrassed of what I guess was uh, my inheritance. I guess I was embarrassed of, um, well, I was conflicted. I was conflicted. 
um, by, um, I was in a loving family with people that I loved and adored and also had a hard time feeling like I was a part of too. I don't know, it's hard to explain, but I think when you're young, or at least when I was young, you know, I was set, I was kind of really focused on what I didn't have versus what I did have. And um, so oftentimes that, you know, I focused on the idea that maybe we didn't have a lot of money and then what could I do different from that? Or, um, you know, um, I, I think I was just focusing on the negative stuff. Like, I think even when I got into my young adulthood, you know, I could think of um, the difficulties, the traumas I experienced um, as a young person or a child that um, that stuck with me. Um, but I think for me, you know, I, I, uh, I oftentimes I just, I didn't want to be in the, I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be where I was um, for, for whatever reason. I just didn't, I really didn't think I fit. I just really didn't think I fit. And so in that way, you know, it was all about like how, I don't know, it's, it's so interesting to be um, talking about this. I'm like, I feel bad about the way that I used to see myself and see my family. So I think I don't need to really dwell on that. I think the thing that's been helpful for me is when I was able to come to a place when I could really start to find and seek and see um, that which was passed down on passed down to me and given to me um, from my family that um, that I valued. Um, for me, this process was, um, you know, or the moment or the time that I took to finally like um, really play with the good and the difficult and the, like to just take like a real evaluation or inventory um, was around my recovery process of getting away from drugs and alcohol. And, and, and really, I mean, I think, you know, my drug and alcohol and my decision to, to leave that was, um, you know, I was tired of, I just wasn't able to continue to, I don't know, I just reached a point in my life where I didn't know how to get different results, um, which I know I've said a lot of other times, but um, in recovery um, and in a lot of our uh, situations as we get older, we we come to a point where we uh, we want to make amends and we want to create opportunities for forgiveness. And, and for me, that became really important for me to be able to to move forward and move forward in a way in which um, I could continue living without having to put a substance in me uh, to to cope uh, with life. And um, part of that was being able to have conversations, uh, somewhat difficult conversations, and in some ways, really great conversations. I remember um, I I had a huge resentment with my father. Um, you know, growing up we were just very different. My dad loved me. He was very proud of me, but I don't think, I just don't think he knew what to do with me. I was a very different child. Um, and uh, he had, you know, he had some of his own things uh, that didn't allow him to show up for me in a way that I felt like I wanted or needed. And I was really hurt by that for a long time. And so when I got to the process of thinking that I needed to, um, make amends with someone and make amends with him, I was like, how, 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 and why would I do that? Um, and, and, you know, with a lot of things, we can start to see what like our behavior was like, like, what is it that 
we, what it was it that I was doing that was, um, well, that I needed to make amends for, that I needed to um, own up to, you know? And for me, that process was having a conversation with my father around, around what I had, what I had gained and, and learned and, 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 and got, got from him. Um, now I guess getting to the inheritance part um, is that, you know, my family has taught me generosity. They have taught me that you always have something to give uh, to those who might uh, need something that you have or something that you have the ability to do, no matter how little we have or has challenging as things might be, that there's always a way that we can uh, make ourselves available to other people. I think the other thing that my family has been really good about is kind of acceptance and um, loyalty. Um, I have done a lot of things or I have carried a lot of identities and lived my life in a number of ways that's very different um, from my families, from some people in my family. And um, I know that a lot of, there are families who wouldn't, you know, accept me uh, for, for who I am and, and may not, may have, even when they didn't care for some of the actions, and I'm not talking about just like being gay or queer or that sort of thing, but when I was struggling with addiction and mental health and just not wanting to live anymore and being scared of HIV and AIDS and and just the behaviors and the the lack of kindness that um, that was present at times, my family always um, they always made a way uh, to show up for me. Um, sometimes it took a little while, and it oftentimes wasn't in the form that I thought I wanted it to be. But my parents, they and my family always they just kind of show up. I don't think there's ever. I've never felt like my love or my safety um, or was really at risk. Um, that didn't mean it didn't create distance and, you know, things like that. But um, so acceptance, generosity, those are the things that, um, that I feel like I've carried on from my family it's really interesting I've I'm kind of like reflecting in this process and it's it's I'm feeling really vulnerable um just in the sense of like one I think for me just kind of grappling with it but two just trying to figure out the way a way to speak about it in a way in which that doesn't uh, cause harm but also um speaks fully to to what the experience has been thus far um you know i um one of the things that i have chosen in my adult life is uh taking on the names of my grandmothers um my grandma bonnie who's my father's mother um and my mom's mother whose name is violet these are two women who were very um prominent and uh, strong figures in my family that I felt really connected to. Um, my grandma Bonnie is, um, you know, the grandma that I first, um, uh, it, I was so close to her and 
um, my family spoke. I don't, you know, I was one uh, when she was around and um, I've heard the stories of how much I loved her and how connected we were and how um, I couldn't, I couldn't sleep at home and she would, you know, come and pick me up and drive me around in her car until I fell asleep. And she was just one of my favorite people. Uh, she passed away uh, when I was one. Um, and um, so I don't really remember her, but um, but there's this, but there is this knowing, right? There's this connection that I've always felt to her. And I've always felt like um, she's been with me. Um, and then my grandma Violet um, is um, another name and another person that I feel like I've uh, brought a lot of, um, you know, my grandma and I used to do crafty things and we made earrings when I was little and we did, we did all kinds of just creative, um, spiritual kind of uh, things. Uh, I would, I feel like my uh, grandma Violet, I, I, I got like her craftiness, which is also something, you know, my dad, I think I got my art and my skill and my creativity uh, from my father as well. Um, and uh, so, and then my grandma Violet, I always think of sparkly things too. Like uh, she, she, I think I get my love for the sparkle and the, like the tackiness or gaudiness of things I'll say at times, um, which, which I love. Um, uh, at times I've been embarrassed about, but it is like a part of me that um, I remember when people used to say like, oh, it's so you, it's so you as far as like what I was wearing or what I was doing. And I was, I, at first I used to take that as like a, as a kind like um it doesn't look so great kind of comment um but i've come to really understand that that's that's not what was going on at least for me um so um so that's a lot of the reason why i took bonnie violet um as my um my name now my new name um as a trans person who um is going through a transition of sorts uh, it was really important for me to honor um, I don't know, it just felt special. I remember having a conflict with whether or not it's, like if I needed other people's permission um, to choose the name, but um, I get to have my experience with them. Um, I don't mean any harm or disrespect to anyone, um, but they're two women that are very significant and meaningful in my life and I carry them with me um, all the time. And uh, that's kind of where, like, initially, um, some of the kind of like knowing where I come from, you know, um, and what is, you know, passed down. And then, you know, and that's kind of around the family arena, but, you know, me moving out to San Francisco was a big, another way of me feeling like I was connecting with my roots. You know, for me as a queer um, person living with HIV, a person in recovery, I've been benefited so much from uh, people who have come before me, people who have been, um, you know, trans people that were, you know, visibly trans in public and LGBTQ folks and people who had went on clinical trials for HIV and um, 
we lost so many people over the years. Um, through those processes, though, I was able to, you know, contract HIV and and um, eventually live well with HIV. And um, that happened because of those who had come before me. I have also not experienced um, some of the violence that um, some people have experienced before me. Um, also, you know, the, um, the joys, the, the, um, the, the great things, um, again, are important. Uh, you know, maybe not just the sacrifices. I think that was the other element of this conversation. And um, I do like to keep this down to 20 minutes, but in thinking about inheritance as like what it is that, you know, what is it that came before me that um, I am, you know, impacted by? You know, and those are sometimes come in the form of trauma. Those sometimes come in the form of blessings and curses, gifts. Um, and, you know, with inheritance and as we get older, it's, um, you know, it's legacy. Like, what is it that um, I have to leave for those who come behind me? Um, and legacy is something that, you know, I think, you know, it happens even while you're alive. It doesn't happen just in death, you know, um, anytime you um, go ahead of somebody else, I guess. I don't know, but it's just kind of thinking like, what is it that, um, what is it that I'm going to leave behind that is going to have, you know, like, what is it, you know? Um, for a long time, you know, I know what it's not now. You know, I know that much of the trauma that I experienced in my life, um, throughout my life, you know, by doing the work of healing my trauma and um, sitting with that trauma, I am, I'm not passing down um, that same trauma uh, to somebody else or over to somebody else or, um, which I think is, um, yeah, I mean, that's like, I think that's a big part is just having, again, having that awareness, you know, um, you cannot transmit something you haven't got, and so you can't leave something for someone uh, uh, if you haven't had it. I would much rather leave um, leave gifts and blessings um, and less curses or um, difficult things for people behind me to uh, to deal with. Um, and I think we all do that. Um, my parents did a lot to afford me a different experience than what they had um, and I'm all the better for it and you know I'm doing my best as most of us do to um, to hopefully um, do the same with our loved ones and and all of that so um, and then as an LGBTQ person who doesn't have like a family as in like a direct family, like kids and spouses and stuff like that. And often think about, well, what is it that I'm, I'm giving to, to the world or I'm giving to community, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, not necessarily like a fully fleshed, uh, like a lecture or anything like that, or even like a, teaching or anything tonight it's the say something process sometimes i think it is going to come in the form of like very clear thoughts and and points and other times it's going to be me just 
speaking on a certain topic or 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 that and um and uh processing potentially um uh some of these things uh as i continue to come to reveal and know and see more of myself and how i um how how i am and how i exist um impacts the the people around me um yeah so i we're i'm right at the 20 minute mark so i don't want to belabor this i'm not sure i said anything that um was of use but hopefully it's just something that um i don't know i i, I it's got me thinking and it's really um i one of the things I was just noticing is just how I was reluctant to just um, to be mindful about what it is I'm saying and how I'm saying it and how it might impact is is a way in which I am being intentional about what it is that I am going to to leave uh, what mark I'm going to make. Um, yeah. And uh, I don't know, just something to think about. I feel like in some ways that's almost like me living into or living on the other side of something. And in doing that, I can, you know, I don't have to speak about things in a way or two even an experience in a way in which I had experienced it now. It's like once you get more context and once you have more of the the bigger picture of things, it, it all just makes sense and it, it doesn't feel personal and it doesn't feel um, like slighted or, you know, and it doesn't mean you weren't harmed or neglected or like harmed or hurt or bothered by what happened, but I can come to have more of an understanding. I want to just leave with just kind of like a prayer or an intention or just something that I want to put out there more is I would really, I really want to get to know more of the lives of um, my family and other folks in my life who have come before me. I'm really interested in, in all of that. Um, how people were, yeah, and just what people's experience were growing up and with, I don't know, I'm just really, um, there's a part of me that wants to know that because it helps me. I think it helps me understand me more, but also, I don't know, that's just kind of where I'm at. I've had a huge desire. I think not everyone is comfortable with talking about the past or talking about what their experience was. Um, so that can be challenging, um, but yeah, I am now rambling at 23 minutes. So I'm going to go ahead and say goodbye. Uh, join me next week on at Say Something at 6 o'clock. Um, if you're curious about any of the other things that I have going on, you can check out A Queer Chaplain uh, wherever you listen to podcasts to kind of see what's going on uh, uh, with the most recent interviews. Uh, I interview drag queens and trans folks and have a podcast with my aunt called Splintered Grace. Uh, I currently happen to be in Portland, um, but oftentimes, you know, whenever you're listening to this or watching this, um, there's a good chance I'm in the middle of a process of uh, 
getting ready to interview somebody or host an event or you know any of that sort of stuff. So to get connected um, with that which came before and that which may come after, uh, check out the links in the description. And uh, I will uh, see you next week. Bye-bye. Bonnie Violet here again. Just wanted to take a second to let you know about Splintered Grace Podcast. Splintered Grace Podcast just completed its fifth season entitled Still Seeking. Splintered Grace is a podcast that I co-host with my aunt who is a conservative Christian and one of my biggest supporters in my trans identity and just life in general. While many family members are choosing to no longer speak, we have chosen to sit at the table and engage in difficult conversations to find peace and restoration. Over our 24-year relationship, we have had a lot of ups and downs, and we haven't always really liked each other. We definitely never understood each other, and still some of it we don't. But we love one another so much and so hard and really work hard to show up for one another. And our hope is that by listening to this podcast, others may be able to begin to have peace and restoration in some of their other relationships with family members and or other loved ones. Uh, Check it out, Splintered Grace Podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts or on YouTube. Take care. Love you. Bye.